midnight in Baghdad. I'm Goldie Metcalf, and joining me in the studio tonight is Charlie Norton. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm great, Goldie. Good. Tonight on the show, we're going to discuss a lot of things. Uh, religion rears its ugly head again, and it seems to be a reoccurring theme of our show over the last, I suppose, eight episodes this yeah, season. Keeps coming up, yeah. Like racism, I think, before in some of our earlier seasons, it, it rears its head. We're also going to discuss some stealthing. Um, if you guys don't know what stealthing is, we will tell you momentarily so just bear with us also we're going to obviously we have to talk about welfare the welfare cheats and the big news at the moment is obviously the ransomware malware virus which has basically attacked the planet i think we're essentially i think we're essentially at war do you say mal malware or malware is it i think it's tomato tomato it's uh, malware is what i'd call it some people call it malware um i don't think it really matters no, it's still a virus, I suppose, doesn't matter what you call it. It is, it is. And for those of you that are following our Facebook page, uh, Midnight in Baghdad, you know we put up a couple of weeks ago a news article about stealthing. Tell us what stealthing is, Charlie. Well, I actually had never heard of this until until you put it up, Goldie. To me, it's it's basically a new word for something that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, <laughs> literally, uh, stealthing is when you pretend you're putting a, or you put a condom on, and then just before you start intercourse, you slip it off without telling the woman. And that's the new term for stealthing. What, what annoys me is that... The it's co- not a new phenomenon though, is no. it? It's just, I think what's happening is that it's cases of it are on the rise in the US. So this is something that's been going on for many years. And stealthing but do you honestly think word. it's probably on, on the rise then? Do you think it's happening more well, often? Well, this is what the report is claiming, that it is on the rise. So, you know, there's a couple of things that come to mind there. Is it actually on the rise or are more people now reporting it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So has it always been something that's happened, but people never felt the need to report it before because it was, in, in essence, it's consensual sex. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't even know. Maybe they yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you're not going to be able to account for that. But what I'm saying is where incidents where people realise that they've been stealthed or that the person hasn't worn a condom probably thought, well, you know, that was consensual sex. I need to be more careful next time. Yeah. So didn't feel a need to report it. But now with social media, feminism, all these things on the rise and instances on the rise, it's probably a result of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I mean, like feminism is so on 40 years old, if not more by this stage. Like you say, it's, I know, it's probably getting always more, been with us. They're getting more brash about it or more uh, cocky, mm. confident, powerful. Yeah. I don't know what the word is, but they're, it's certainly more in your face today. Yeah. than it would have been yeah. previously. I suppose the word can be spread. Yeah, this word rape culture has gone around now a lot, and this has been considered an aspect of rape culture, which which is a dodgy area. But to, explain to, to me, or, and, and indeed the, the listeners at home, what you mean by this rape culture. Rape culture. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually, because rape is also with us a long time as well, so why do we now have a rape culture? My understanding is that it, that it would come from American universities, you know, now that, that women are waking up and they realise... They have had sex and they didn't intend to have sex. Rohypnol being now so common in, in American universities, people going out nearly automatically with Rohypnol. So that this this rape culture in that what I mean what I think they mean by it is that from a masculine point of view, that they have an understanding that rape is a man tying a woman down or whatever, physically assaulting her. And then they wouldn't view Rohypnol as rape. They wouldn't view, you know, getting a woman really drunk as rape. All this kind of thing, whereas then women are trying to say, no, this is an aspect of the rape culture that yeah. men don't take rape seriously. This is obviously tying in with that. Okay. I, would you say it's something to do with legality? That surely it's not against the law to 
to be stealthing. But well, this no is the point area. I wanted to get to. Um, you know, technically it's consensual sex. So does it's consensual sex with the use of protection. So the moment that that protection is not used and it's done in a non-consensual way or in a stealthy way, um, does it then actually just become rape? Right, okay. does, do, does this need a offence or a law on its own or does it just automatically become rape right. because the, consent think, is, Angola, the, yeah. the terms of consent have mm. changed um, and I think can, can a woman like so could a woman know she's not know she's been raped until after she's been raped or does she not have to know at the time that this is rape she can't surely decide well after. no uh, well what many people would advocate today um, and that, again this is a result of everything that's, that's going on is that consent can be taken away at any moment so you know let's say for example you meet a girl you bring her home or indeed your own wife you can actually rape your own wife now which only recently you know within yeah. the last 15 to 20 years at least maybe mm. less you was was it actually it was perfectly legal to rape your wife five years ago in ireland you could you couldn't rape your wife yeah yeah which is yeah, that's what i'm saying you could you could forcibly have sex with her and it wouldn't be considered wouldn't rape be, because yeah. you're married and she was almost duty bound i think was the laws of you on it yeah um but now well, I actually remember I remember in religion a guy asking so we're going back 20 odd years maybe 16 and a guy asked a serious question of our religion teacher who was a priest and um, he, he raised something that the priest had said he was teaching us in a roundabout way about sex and that sex that like there's an expectation of sex in a marriage and you're entitled to expect sex yeah and um, which you would be let's be honest you, which you would be yeah. but then what are you entitled to it if the one person doesn't want it? Can you force someone to do it? And that's the guy raised this issue with the priest. And the priest said, seriously, and this is, let's say, 1996, said that a woman cannot use sex as a kind of blackmail tool for her husband. He is entitled to it. Yeah. Now, attitudes have changed a lot since then. Well, no, I think know? no, I think he's right in what he's saying. It shouldn't be used as a blackmail thing. But I don't think he... Well, he took that further step. Well, I don't you know, think. Did well, did he actually say, "Well, then you can rape her," because I don't think that's what he meant. I think what he meant is that you know, in in a relationship, women shouldn't use sex to control our men. You know, withholding sex <laughs> to get that, a man to do chores or to get her own way. That was yeah, that was what he was. That's saying. what he's saying. He's saying that they shouldn't do that. I don't think he's saying that if they do do that, just rape them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I that do you know? Do you understand the difference? There? I do. And I, he's right. Why didn't you saying. tell me this twenty years ago? It would, <laughs> <laughs> it would have cleared up a lot of stuff. But, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. He's not saying you can go out and rape them. But essentially, that's where his argument leads to. No, I think it? I think it's more got to do with what a woman shouldn't do, not what a man can do. Um, but getting back, back to the well get, goal, yeah. get, getting back to the what the the point earlier was is, you asked when does it become rape? So today it's claimed that if you're having sex, consensual sex with a girl. So, for example, your wife. Let's take an extreme example. If you're having sex... <laughs> <laughs> God forbid you're having sex with your wife. Yeah. No, but extreme in the sense that you're actually married. <laughs> okay. So that's an extreme example. So it's not example. just a one-night stand. It's actually your wife. Having so, extreme sex with Having her. extreme sex with her. Um, so if you have sex with her, consensually, you're sitting there on the TV, watching TV, she comes down with all this gear on her, and you have sex. Halfway through that, if she decides not to have sex... If she decides no, and you you keep going, then it's considered rape. Right. So if she says no, I've had enough, and you're like, you know what it's like, you're fucking seconds from climax, and yeah. you're nearly there. There's nothing in the world going to stop you. 
Um, and she says no. She, she, sa- she has to say no. She has to verbally or... I don't know if it's verbally, but she has to indicate that no, she doesn't want to do this anymore. And if you continue to do it, or force her to do so, or say whatever you're saying, you know, you'd often say, oh, babe, just five more minutes or whatever. <laughs> five more minutes? <laughs> well, you know, I, it's just another spasm in the yeah, corner. You're, so. You kind of almost plead with them. Um, well, then it becomes rape. Right. Now, is that right? Well, then a lot of us would be guilty of rape without even being aware of it then. Yeah. But technically speaking, yeah. And how often, you know, would you... But obviously they've made this law for a reason. Like, what would you say is the logic behind that law then, to safeguard but, but before women? Before we go into that, like you're saying we're all guilty of rape, not only in that circumstance, but how many times do we have sex with our partners when they don't really want to have sex? Where you, 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 they're asleep. <laughs> when, well, when they're asleep... <laughs> they're, the if you, but that does happen, you know. When they're asleep, you might start sex... And they might, you know, they'll respond. And you sometimes. kind of pretend you're half asleep. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're all guilty of that. We're too. all guilty of that. Sleep rape. But technically, that is a rape, is it? If there was no, like, if she was to say, actually, no, I didn't want that, you're a rapist. Mm-hmm. And it's all down to her word. Yeah. You know, and you might have done it a hundred times before. So, yeah, we all it's like to convince. It's a very dodgy then legal It's a area. very grey area, yeah. and I think that's probably the very reason that a lot of rape cases don't actually make it to court because of the grey area. Yeah. Um. Again, this is just one of those areas that's just waiting for a test case kind of to go to the courts and then establish some kind of parameter. Well, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think there is a law against stealthing at the moment. That's what I'm saying. Should right, but, but you're raising then the issue: is stealthing rape, or should there be should, should it there come be a different law for it? Yeah. And I think the difficulty you'll have with it is we both shouldn't drink at the same time because it just gives us dead air. Yeah. But um, I think what it does is. It's very difficult to prove because if you have consensual sex and this person stealths you and then you claim rape, how do you prove that the terms of the consent indicated that protection would be used? Yeah, short of the woman or and the guy saying, right. I We both agreed to have yeah. sex without a condom. So it then just becomes mm. one word over another. So all the DNA evidence before. So if a woman had previously said, uh, he raped me, I gave no consent. But then there's DNA evidence to back it up and there's signs in the mm. genital area of rape. Well, then you have evidence there to suggest it, it, it did occur in that respect. But now, there, like he's saying, yes, well, there should be DNA evidence there because we had consensual sex. There's not going to be any signs of tearing or obvious damage that you would normally be associated with a rape because it was consensual so it, it does really come down to her word against yours yeah. you know um and the presence of a condom open or unopened may be it's circumstantial dodgy, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a dodgy I mean, so one yeah if, if i'm about to have sex with someone and then i make a show of opening a condom packet so it's never said she never states i want you to wear protection but i go through the show to make it look like i'm automatically doing protection but i at no point say i'm putting it on yeah. So I go through this show of putting it on, and I then don't. Then it's probably implied. Implied. Implied, but again, can like implied is that then have I brought? I think it does work. It, it does. Is, um, it a, is it a loophole? Consent. It does apply in certain implied things. consent. Implied. No. Apl- implied in law does apply <laughs> to certain <laughs> circumstances where it can be admissible and can be accepted that implied was there. I'm not I sure could always turn around and say what she misread. My signs, my actions, I suppose. But then it'll come down to the case of the reasonable man. What would a reasonable man assume? But you know, yeah, if, it's if definitely this, a great If this area. does become illegal, I could see a lot of scumbags out there who get off on this, and we will talk about why would why would they do it. 
and because they're out in themselves. Well, up and are that. you calling them scumbags? So the, the next question was: Has you, have you ever stealthed someone? No. no. Would you? No, like what I, I mean is, if they had ex- said they don't want to, they want to have protected sex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be a scumbag thing to. And do you think that? Um, do you remember about the, a year ago you were talking about a woman who had HIV and was going around? Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's not a million miles from that. Exactly, it can be life changing stuff. Yeah. Um, but is it? Can you know, I, can do, I ask you this, Gold? No, no, you can in a minute. But is the que- like is it because you're happy enough to have sex with a condom on it? Is the feeling? No, of course, you're not happy with that. It's yeah. the feeling is completely different. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Ask me your question, Charlie. Jeez, I forgot the question. I'll go back to the original question then, and um, before you interrupt me, is you said are they scumbags? Right? Whether they're scumbags or not. So you've got these guys who, if it's made illegal, so they have to put a condom on. Then are they not going to? bang the shit out of the bird that they're with in an effort to break the condom so then they'll get you know, you know when a condom breaks everyone does you feel it yeah, you wouldn't always I wouldn't have thought not always I think you notice but we're not you... all as uh, hung as you are so I don't know um, but I, th- I think you'd know sometimes you know if you sometimes drunk, you don't okay. but the problem is when the condom bursts what you're saying is now when people put condoms on and try to break them and try to break them but well, the... if it becomes a law against stealth and if they're I don't think so. I, like, why... When you break them, you're still not going to get that much extra of a feeling. Like, you're basically saying they're going to do it just to... Well, you, you'll go back to the original. It'll feel proper again. It depends on how it breaks. Lo- Surely. <laughs> Once it breaks, Sometimes, it back, though. You know, but I suppose we're, we're, we're picking the straws here. Do we have any stealth and jokes or anything? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> okay, I what about stealth bombers that stealth. the Americans use? Are they going to be against the law as well? They're not. They're not. But it's just an interesting thing, an interesting phenomenon that's come it's on. Go, it's going to be in the news a lot. It's this going to be. Year, you're going to see yeah. it. You're going it's to see going it. to be a lot. And the question is, folks, what what do you think? Do you know what I mean? Is this a mountain out of molehill, or is this another great step? Like I'm very much a feminist. Goalie, you're the same. Is this the next? I'm not step? a feminist. Um, you're into equal rights. I'm into equal rights, uh, not so much feminism. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. We've yeah. gone over this before, yeah. and. It, it, basically is this another good step you know I do think it's a step in the right direction for women have been exploited for so long and, and it's I, I don't know did you see the, the, the show Broadchurch that was on there no okay well that, that what I found fascinating about that third series is so the first two the first episode season of Broadchurch was about a murder and the whole thing is this one murder that they're trying to solve season three was about one rape that was a whole thing yeah and I thought that was a very brave choice because you expect I, was, I kept expecting a murder but it wasn't. They they said we're gonna make this whole thing about catching a rapist. The guy's raped one woman, and you see the men's attitudes to it. You see women's attitudes to rape. When it turns out that the woman who was raped had had sex with her best friend's husband earlier that morning. They start yeah, to judge yeah. her based on other things. Yeah, yeah. now I know this is deserving of it. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, or she brought it on herself. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot more shows and and a lot more. Open, women having the confidence to speak up this is a good step it's encouraging it's a good step I, I in think that respect but I the think culture it's dangerous that our kids I think are, it can be it dangerous. is dangerous it can be exploited and a lot like of women, every law can and a lot of women do exploit this rape true thing. A lot, and which diminishes hmm. the real victims but look we both have two female children who are going into college well, here I've, at the moment yeah I do have two you do have two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do have two so like you want as much 
safeguards in there as possible because we know like what guys are like guys are scumbags yeah let's be honest yeah so the more things that are there but also it can ruin someone's life false allegations and there's a lot of totally. that there's yeah. a lot of that which again diminishes the people you know for example you know i know if i was to hear someone had been raped my initial reaction is They're no you them. weren't it's oh, no really? no no you weren't that you know you, you just got drunk and right. you had consensual sex, but you 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 regret it in the morning because maybe you cheated on your boyfriend or partner, or there's a there, there's some reason for it, and it's wrong for me to come to that conclusion. But I've come to that conclusion, or I I come to that initial conclusion because more often than not that is the case in my experience. Right. That's weird, uh, which is wrong. I I would have taken the opposite point of view when I heard someone was raped. I first would thing you do is go, think the man is guilty. That would be my reaction. Yeah, well, no. And even see, if when that you guy's get, proved, when you get to experience it, um, or hear people that well, do it, have you been raped? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I raped would, would be close to people that have been, uh, or certainly alleged to have been. We'll move on. Um, okay. Well, this will be a topic. I'm sure we'll return to. We'll it definitely will return to it, and I hope you guys will comment uh, on 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 our mm. Facebook page or Twitter. And this is a good name Twitter. for it: stealthing. Because it doesn't, it's it's an interesting well, you're, word. you're going in under the radar, aren't you? You're <laughs> under the radar. You know. <laughs> under the wire, okay. Under the wire. Where did uh, the name come from? Anyone out there know it? Let us know. Put it up. You know, Put it up, let us know. Name. Absolutely. What's next, Goldie? Um, Charlie, the next thing we're going to talk about, and we, we said at the start of the show, is religion and how it, it rears its ugly head on this okay. show. Yeah. You know, we we've had a little... fucker on. <laughs> we, we, we need to uh, head the ball on, yeah. Um, Jordan O'Byrne, isn't it? But it comes to us again because it's been in the news massively about Mr. Stephen Fry. Talk to us about Mr. Stephen Fry. Right. Well, Stephen Fry was being interviewed on one of these shows, The Meaning of Life. Speaking of being interviewed on in one of the shows, do we, folks, for you guys listening at home or on your bus or wherever you might be right now, we have a new studio, a new look studio. Same venue, but a new look studio. Yeah. Uh, it's like a mirror image of where we are. We're facing the... So if you we're can imagine the way, but we don't have the protection of a desk. We don't. So we're sitting, we're, we're sitting we're, right we're up like we're having a drink. We're yeah. vulnerable and we're open. And we're leaning in a lot closer to you, but it's nice. So if you want to picture us, we're we're facing the opposite. We might end put a picture room. up on well, it. Yeah, we will on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll have to blur our faces. Oh, we we'll definitely blur. So our we're faces not actually so. disfigured. <laughs> Just in case Face for radio. But yeah, sorry. What talk disfigurement you? would you like? If you had to pick one disfigurement, what would you want? Uh, on your face it has to be like oh it has to be on your face it has to be on your face yeah. it doesn't have to be a big one you know like because right, obviously you would put it if you could yeah yeah or whatever yeah just figuring what would I like or what would I prefer if I had to choose like would a mole or something count yeah that's a disfigurement yeah is it though there's people out there with moles are going to start writing into us giving out you know yeah I suppose like a mole on the side of my face or something like that is probably the least Basically, it's impact. totally on the side of your face, is that like under your earlobe? <laughs> but that's like face. there are people that are obviously like you know have burns or yeah. that kind of features or their eyes are different levels or different things yeah. like that. You know, um, scarring, rashers. You know, this big What's red, rashers? the big red. Oh, the wine stain, the wine birthmark, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. You see that. a lot of those, don't you? Yeah, you know, and and that must be difficult because we there was a guy who I went to school with. We used to call him Rasher. Um, Robert Scully was his name. Now I probably shouldn't have said that live in air, but uh, lovely fella that I went to school with, and but he did. He got kids were kids, and we, that's what he was called. So um, did he fight? Like was he a fighter? Did he take all this? Like he was obviously. You know, he was just a, a genuine nice guy. I actually went. Remember going to his house uh, a 
couple of times and hanging out with him and having a big fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, you know, and I was guilty of calling him sometimes, you know. And you were his mate. Yeah, but like, oh, it was just his nickname. Like could be just, no, yeah, it wouldn't have been all the time. Like you didn't slag him. It was about used. It. The word was used. It wouldn't have been a, on a very regular basis, but the word. Okay, been it wasn't used. his nickname. So it must no, but it must have been difficult for him to to grow up with that. Uh, I think I might be actually friends with him now at the moment. But I must must check him out. Has he still got it? Because I know a lot of people do get it removed now in this day and age. I didn't there know is, you, could. you could, yeah. It's laser removal or something. Laser removed. Okay. That's fantastic. But yeah, interesting stuff. But anyway, we've gone completely off topic. Stephen Fry, talk to us. So he's been interviewed on a, on a chat show, something The Meaning of Life, one of yeah. the spiritual shows. And he's asked the question, what would he say to God? Was it Gay Byrne that interviewed him? Gay Byrne, that's yeah. it, yeah. Who apparently has cancer right now. So I heard, I yeah. wonder, is there a link there? Coincidence, sir? I was watching um, that show that he does last night. Uh, the, the same show, is it? The Meaning of Life. Meaning of Life, or he interviews basically one person for 30 minutes or something like that, so it probably is. And is it spiritual stuff? He's talking about, no? No, no, okay. it was just about their lives and what they've done. And he was talking to this girl, her name escapes me now, but she was born with something syndrome or something uh, there's a name down syndrome <laughs> no as in it's a person's name like uh, Eileen something or whatever I can't remember something syndrome but basically means they're born with no limbs no arms or no, no arms legs. or no legs and there's a name for it and there's only apparently seven people in the world Jesus. that have this um, in every other way she's fine in every other way she's Body fine organs yeah. And, yeah. 100% yeah um, and she's talking about her struggle through life and obviously she's creating a lot of awareness and she's this inspiration now because you know she it's not Joanne something she's from Cork yeah yeah you know she, who, she wants to get a robot built or something for herself possibly I don't yeah. know that I know I think, she's in I a wheelchair she was told girl. yeah she's told that she wouldn't be able to drive the wheelchair because it's so bad but apparently she played as a playstation yeah. with her kids at home she'd be quite young like maybe very young yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I know the girl you're talking about yeah 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 so I was watching it and I thought it was very odd seven people and some of the questions that Gay Bourne was asking her, like, you know, did your brothers lend you a hand and stuff like that, you know, like, and then he was like, armed with this information, did you do this? And I just felt... Do you think he was doing it deliberately? I don't know, maybe it's just my sick mind, I don't know, but I, 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 I was kind of semi-laughing at it, but she is... You're very aware, like, it is, you're very aware of stuff, um, like, actually talking about a mole, was it in, in, in that comedy with, uh... Mike Myers, what was it? Um, mulle, 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 mulle. Austin, Austin Powers. Powers yeah. And your man has a mole, and then they're doing everything not to mention the word mole, yeah. and it just keeps coming up then. Yeah. It could be something like, like that, but it was, it was an interesting an interesting show. Okay. We keep coming off the topic, and we're apologising yeah. for it. What was your point about that girl, though? The point about it's, that show was that he was interviewing her, and... And using this inappropriate But in language. a way, you know, it's like, did you ever watch the show The Undateables, or stuff like that? There's people yeah, with these disabilities. With yeah. yeah, and they go on the dates, and, you know... You have to laugh at it. And, and mm. let's be honest, it's not... Yeah, like, why is that girl getting interviewed? I mean, she's done nothing. It's not... Do you know what I mean? Well, no, she has, in fairness. Of has she run a marathon? Has she no, ever but she's it? only one of seven people in the world that okay, have so this, and she's... One in one billion. That's and she's crazy. doing all these amazing things. Okay, but she didn't do that. She was born with it. Yeah, but she's overcoming... Having it. Having it. And so what, she's trying to grow new arms? No. Charlie, come on. You're trying to take the show into a different depth. Yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking no, an she's honest not question. Trying to do that, so why does she deserve to get interviewed on this show? Because people will consider an inspiration. This is what I'm trying to get to if you just let me finish. It's under, let's say, the pretense of, look at this amazing woman. Yeah? Okay. But is it really just a piss take of her? 
Now, <laughs> I find that hard to believe. And, and I know, and I, and I know this is very controversial, but let's take, for example, the undateables. Joanna Reardon, I think, is it? I'm not sure. Right. Let's take, for example, the undateables, okay? We watch that mm. because it's funny. Yeah. Now, some people will tell you, no, we don't. We watch it because it's great to see people with these dis- disabilities and things, finding love and this, that and the other, and isn't it so sweet and nice? But let's be honest with ourselves, we watch it because it's fucking hilarious. I actually disagree with you, mate. I mean, when you told me about that show... I, I feel bad. I feel yeah. bad, and I think the show should not be on TV. But folks, I think in terms of honesty, I must say, you didn't act that way that night. No, I did. You said, like, I, you said I, it was hilarious. Every time I watch it, I say, I definitely did say this, that it's a disgrace. It should not be on TV. It is wrong. But at the same time, it is so funny. It is. It's, and I, it I is feel hilarious. guilty for laughing because it's so wrong, and that's why I don't mm. think it should be on TV. But I think you're misinterpreting the... The people's intentions. I was expect the, the I way don't you built it up to me was I don't that think the people who make the show are exploiting these unusual people out there, and that's what I was expecting. I do I agree. Like it is are. hilarious. I feel like they are under I the pretense f- of it being. Oh, look at this! Isn't it lovely? Take for look at all the shows that are, are popular now. You know, um, Little People, Big World. It's about a family of dwarfs, like, and how they get through life and how they overcome life. They're fucking rich because of this show as well. Yeah. Um, but they're exploiting it as well, and they're exploiting. They are, nerves, they are. Know. But we're, you know, people are saying they're watching it because isn't it lovely? We're watching it because it actually can be really funny. Yeah, and you know, it's the same reason. My big factory weddings, or whatever they're called, you know, these yeah, traveller weddings, gypsy weddings. Yeah, yeah. We watch it because we like to almost criticize or. Do you think we watch these shows make ourselves feel better? That's what I was going to say. To make ourselves feel better, I think. Yeah. Before the show, we were talking about how difficult life is, you know, for different people at all different times, including ourselves, including the listeners out there. Do we watch these shows to remind ourselves, like, thank God, like, I thought it, I know, thought I it thought was bad. I, I thought the week I had was bad, but yeah, look at this person with no person. limbs, yeah. Isn't, Maybe we isn't do. that it? Maybe we do. That phrase, they're, they're And people out the there listening to the show are probably going to be disgusted that we're saying no, this. No, I don't think so. I think they might, if they're honest with themselves. Yeah. I know... We're going, folks. This is what the beauty about this show is. We started off talking about religion and Stephen Fry, and now look where we are. And we're going to diverge a little bit more because I'm reminded of something as well. But I watched a clip with a comedian. My names, my memory for names is very bad at the minute. But I literally watched it maybe today, earlier today, I think it was. I watched a clip on uh, Facebook of a comedian, and it's like a six minute segment of a show where he talks about this kid, 14 year old kid that had cancer. Did you hear about this? So this 14-year-old kid has cancer um, and he wanted he was writing his book at list because he only had a short time to live and he wanted to meet certain people and do certain things. And one of them was to meet this comedian. So the comedian obviously obliged and went and met him. I think he went into the hospital to meet him and the kid was delighted to see him, of course. But he says, like, the kid had... Oh, these are my list of... these are Here's a list of your jokes. Great joke, great joke, shit joke, shit joke, great joke. <laughs> And he was like, he said that the kid was just so brave and funny and, you know, he expected to go in and see the sick kid that was down and out. But, but the kid was just so funny and a comedian himself. And he said that he was planning his own funeral. Now, I'm kind of watching this kind of getting goosebumps and shivers down the spine, but also laughing, you know. And what he does is he says to the, the kid, basically says, my favourite joke you did is when you dressed up as a big cock. And you chase people down the road or something like that. But the sketch you did, I thought it was hilarious. So he says, for my, I'm planning my funeral. 
and your man's like thinking, what do you say to a 14-year-old kid when they're saying they're panning their own funeral? And he's like, oh, sorry, mate. He's like, well, fuck off, you dick. <laughs> and all this stuff, he's like, it's going to be hilarious. So gonna, I want you to come to my story. funeral, but it's going to be great. Like, right. No, but this is what, what the kid actually said to him. He says, you know, fuck off, don't be a dick. Don't tell me, like, sorry, mate. Like, it's going to be a great day. Like, yeah. He says, I'm doing fancy dress. Fancy right? dress for his funeral. funeral. But he was planning oh. his own funeral. And he's like, I want you to come and I want you to wear... A costume and he's like what costume is it and he's like you know what it is and it's the fucking cock so he's like I, I promise you i'll wear the this thing so he's like 95 percent of me is thinking this is going to be great and isn't it great that the kid is doing it and whatever but there's another five percent of me that's worried that i'll turn up to the church and this will be the best ah, prank of all time and everyone else will be like just looking at me and he just as a cock so he's like he said there's that part of him that's thinking that and he says his dad he wants his dad to dress up as a grim reaper and his oh. dad just promised him he'll dress up as a Grim Reaper at the funeral. You're going to promise you And he said anyone that, that cries point, or gets you? upset that he's going to pit, stand up and point the fucking fork thing. What's it called? The, the scythe. The scythe, Adam. You know, so he's like just, just this funny kid. So wow, uh, That's incredible. It's an amazing story, isn't it? And he the said... Guy, he'd, that kid understands death way better than us. Like yeah. He's just, he's approaching it. Yeah, right but can you imagine yeah. how difficult it would be as a father to stand up and do that? But you'd also be proud of it, but it'd you be... Would. You'd be devastated. And you know, I, I, we've no way of knowing, but I'd imagine if Dad would feel good doing that. He's he's honouring his son's wishes. In a way, in a way. You know, why put on the black suit and go for it? Like, oh, sorry for your troubles. Oh, yeah. like, like, but would the, would the church, to, would the priest allow it? It might be a... Uh, Catholic thing? or Yeah, religion... Yeah. A religious funeral. You could do something else, that, yeah. yeah. But and do you know what though? Like, I on I, I, a sidetrack on your sidetrack is I remember when I was younger, you know, college or whatever. I was thinking one thing I was never going to say to people when 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 you're they're grieving was say sorry for your trouble. I was going to be more honest or original. There's nothing you can nothing say you can or do. Say. Was there, I yeah. Every I think time, same. sorry for your trouble, you shake your hand and you move is on. There, you is, just, is there any, if there's anything you can do, let me know. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do. Exactly. And you don't have the time to do yeah. anything. And, and if they ask, you're like, bollocks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the reality of yeah. it. Imagine that. Like, is there anything I can do? And they're like, well, I need this. And she'll, Tuesday's not good. <laughs> do you know what Thursday, I mean? Thursday, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'll definitely do it. And you're like, walking away going, oh, holy yeah. Jesus. It's such a sham, all those words. Yeah. It's just, And yet those people that take those words will be saying the same words to me and to other people then again in their own lives. You yeah. just go through this cliche. So the kid... If if the kid is obviously dead now, is he or you know? Uh, let me finish my story. Okay. Um, Go on. So he promises him that he will do this, um, and a couple of things happen in between that. There was another point that I kind of forget that I wanted to say, but anyway, <clears throat> the kid becomes cured. Miracle. The kid was given like three days to live. The kid is now cancer free. Right, unbelievable story. Okay, um, a miracle. Kind of, uh, absolute right. miracle like the kid was given days to live and now is cancer free so we said he was delighted with him and blah 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 blah. and he says i went to him and i invited i invited him to come on my show at the end of the dvd and he was currently making the dvd you know on stage stand-up right. dvd so he says uh, and i want you to wear a costume he says to the kid and the kid's like what costume he's like you know what fucking costume so on the at the end of the fucking thing the kid comes on wearing this giant cock 14 year old kid and he's beat cancer and everyone's cheering but it's an amazing story um and it just you know they say laughter is the greatest cure do you think it's I just where you're going with yeah, this do you story, yeah do you, do you think that it's just one of those miracles as they say or one of those things that happened or do you think the attitude of this kid and the bravery and the way the outlook he had yeah, helped wonder. him mm. you know because if most other kids 
be all say they're brave and stuff but a lot of kids would be just sitting in the bed or they'll Playing smile for the cameras and they'll play a yeah. game or but to actively be like that mm. although does weirdly that though that kid is planning his own funeral if anyone was ready to die and doesn't need yeah, a miracle that's a good cure point. you know but he wanted it. He he was uh, you know he was wise enough or old enough to understand it and make try and make it a fun event for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting on that one. point. Um, have you ever heard of a funeral clown? I have. Uh, did I, I think have. I sent you a clip or something? Yeah. He doesn't seem to have caught on. Like it, it was just a guy during the recession. I don't know. Is it just in Ireland? But yeah, this was like you know he was going to appear. You paid him in advance or whatever. And he'd appear at your funeral, pose on the coffin, and then he has he has a promotional clip. You know, of him posing in the coffin with his arm. You know, is that not just a piss take? No, that um, you might have fallen for. It could be, but if if it is a piss take, well, then it's a job opportunity. This, I'm looking. But up. this day and age, anything is possible. Yeah, well, well, I like. I'm not joking. I genuinely want it for my funeral because you know the way people say, "Oh, I don't want you to all be I know. sad. I want it to be a celebration." Yada yada, and I it took ages to convince my wife to agree to it, and she did eventually. Like it was handy in the end. She said, "As long as all the parents are dead." So as long as her parents are dead and my parents are dead, she said it will happen. Now, and that's will, the thing. Will she honour it? I don't know. That's the thing. Is it even real? Like you say, is it a piss take that I fall? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, you always say to me, we always say we'll do each other's eulogies and that realistically might will. not happen. No, that will happen. You'll, you'll have older children then that might feel that they need to do it. Do we want to take that away from our own children? I don't know. We'll have to think about that. But the reality is it may or may not happen, okay? Um how far do you go because there's going to be so many people there like for example in your case it'd be a lot of your work colleagues your football Thursday night colleagues a lot of people that I've never met and say there's 100 people at your funeral there might only be 10 20 people there that actually get us so for me to get up there and absolutely rip the piss out of you might not go down well and might not so you be had the same issue at my wedding and you managed to get the balance right yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's tough, and I think it's nearly something that you would need to put in writing yourself, so everybody understands why this is happening. And <laughs> like what? Put what in writing? Put in writing that this is the way you want your funeral to be. That Brian is to do your eulogy, and it's going to be a fun event. He is going to offend people, but this is what I want. I don't want yeah. you to be sad. Something like that. Mm. And just while we're thinking of it, uh, my father was recently at a funeral for a good buddy of his, a golfing buddy, and they'd go away every year, once or twice a year, and play golf for three or four days. But one of them... So he said. <laughs> so he said. But uh, one of them passed away, and this guy would have been a relatively wealthy guy, um, and he planned his funeral, and he wanted it in a certain place to be like a wedding kind of function so they were in this big room as if you're at a wedding with all the tables for proper dinner and the whole lot but one of the conditions I think there's 40 of them that go play golf one of the conditions he had is that every one everyone of that 40 had to get up during the dinner and tell a story about him you know and and it was just like I actually think you've said this to celebrate did I yeah I think but so to, I to, ce- to celebrate yeah. the occasion yeah and I think that's brilliant and that's a great and idea. they all did it did it and they all did it and they all had a fantastic mm. night yeah. you know so a sad event was turned into a good thing if I've talked about this in the yeah. show before, no 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 I, I didn't mean it in a criticism way but no, I just think you definitely told me the story um going back to the to the point then should it should a few like what kind of funeral would you want do you want to kind of semi serious you want a, a piss take. You I don't just know. Half and half is a bit I dodgy, you see. I don't know, yeah. because I'd like to think that people will be sad to see me go, you know? Depends on what age you die, of course. True, yeah. but no, no. I think, you know, the worst thing you want to do is die and nobody gives a shit. 
No, I know what you mean. But your so, uncle, your uncle, when he died, it was like a release, a release. My uncle. Thing. Yeah. My uncle hasn't died, has he? Sorry, is this, sorry. Is this breaking news? Is there something I should Frank, be aware of? Okay, <laughs> sorry, your your um grandfather, your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. like that was you know, he was old. It had been a hard few years. Like there's a sense that people weren't. I know you're saying you're sad, but you're not unhappy about it. If you if you know what I mean. I know you're trying. It was kind of the best thing for him, I suppose. Yeah. At this point in his yeah. life. It, He's free from pain and things. Yeah, exactly, yeah I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, um, like you obviously do want people to to miss. But you, you want people to miss you and mm. to be to be sad that you're gone, and you know you don't want to be forgotten, and that's you won't be forgotten, mate. You've got but all you these will shows. Be. We're all going to be forgotten. As I said, on, I don't know if I said it on a previous show, but I have certainly said it before. In this life, if you want to be remembered, you need to be do something really, really good, and be really, re- be really, really famous, or do something really, really bad. So, for example, you know, look at the great actors. We'll always remember them. In 200 years, those movies will still be watched. People will still know them. Uh, Hitler. Hitler, mm. Charles Manson, <coughs> all these people. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, the, the Boston Strangler. They're all going to be remembered forever. So, you know, if it's not looking like you're going to be doing something really, really good, so you, should you do something really, really bad just to be remembered in history? Like stealthing. <laughs> like stealthing. But this is the thing, because let's be honest, in 100, certainly 150 years, you're not going to be remembered. Yeah. There's nobody going to be alive that but actually you knew like, you. Why would you care, though? Because you'll be long gone. Because then what's the point in us being here? You know, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's my greatest fear. I've definitely said that on the, great, on the show Do you think before. you've been set on this earth to make a show? Show maybe like this show. Maybe, maybe the show will be, be the next legacy. show we do, whatever. We're getting better That's and better it. with There could each, be something there that will do project. Okay, so going back... Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs> by this stage, any possible blasphemy case would have been done and dusted by a judge. So anyway, he was asked what would he say to God up at the pearly gates. And he basically just criticised everything about the Christian God. He said he'd more time for the pagan gods because the pagan gods admit their fallibility and they don't claim to be perfect. And he's saying this Christian God we're supposed to get down on our knees and pray to. Why and should he, I beg... It's yeah. such a cruel God. Look for at creating me, and he gives all these horrible images. No, I'm not criticizing Stephen Fry. Every image he says is right. The the one that I remember is you probably remember as well. It's the one that I think really grabbed people's attention. And when when this show was aired, which is about two years ago now, maybe three. Is it really that long ago? It's yeah. a long time ago. But when the show aired, people were praising him for his openness. And the image that came out of that show, because I never saw the actual show, was he gave an image of some worm in Africa. Whose sole purpose yes, is yes. to bury itself into the human eye and plant eggs in there. And Stephen Fry's point was like, what kind of God, if there was a God... Creates he, this worm. Yeah. If, if that worm was created, what is its purpose? Why would it do that? And so on. So that's Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry's like basic, simplistic proof that there is no meaningful, benevolent God. And if there is a God, it's cruel and random and so on. And so, that's about, about the guts of it, yeah. Yeah, so we got a lot of good publicity two, three years ago. Richard Dawkins was praising the usual stuff. And then suddenly, very recently, this is a very recent... Oh, sorry, it came, came in the news very recently. It was about a year ago. A guy complained. Took offence to it, basically. He, this is the thing. He yeah. was asked by a guard, did you find this offensive? And he said, no, I don't. I definitely did not find it offensive. But I am alerting you to the fact that it is contravening Ireland's laws of blasphemy. So the guard actually has said, 
your man specified and wanted it noted in the report that he didn't find it offensive. So basically he's saying he wants to point out that here's a guy who has openly more, flaunted the laws. It's be, yeah, but it's also more to highlight how bad our laws are. That's what I'm wondering. How dated. Yeah, yeah. is this guy a member like of what do they call it, atheist, atheist Ireland or something? Or is he just one of these guys who's saying, yeah, here's one of these ridiculous loopholes. Uh, here's one of these ridiculous Arcade laws. laws that yeah. we have. Because he, he, he's saying he's not... I, I had an image when you sent this and put it put it on Facebook an image of this old kind of man very religious with loads of miraculous medals and you but know, he's just a normal massive. guy I don't know whether he's old or not I but, said he's um, just a normal guy old people can be normal too yeah so he's just raising a point that yeah he's just he it was as if he was saying I want yeah you no to know, I, I get it I want I you to it. know the sky is blue yeah and you 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 have in your constitution that it's red I'm just letting you know yeah. And it's I get now it. being followed up. I get it. So it is essentially a waste of time. Guard yeah. resources and police resources. Um, Which is ironic because the reason why... In 2009, they were made, the government was made aware of the fact that there, there's a problem in our constitution with blasphemy. That the blasphemy law, apparently, whatever, Article 40-something, specifies Christian religion. So they realised we have to change that and we have to update it to make blasphemy against any religion against any god mm-hmm. so they they were legally obliged to do it the ob- they obviously wanted to to get rid of the old article from the constitution why not just get rid of the whole thing altogether good question the reason why they didn't get rid of it is obviously as you know to change constitution you need a referendum yeah and the reason they didn't do it was that it was too expensive so they said when the next proper constitutional referendum comes on we'll tack that on you know the waiters often and that just hasn't question. happened yet is it, it hasn't happened yet what about the gay marriage thing that's actually a good point. That's since 2009. That was the reason the government gave anyway. Basically, the government at the time said, we will tackle it, but well, not it's not now. a high on it's the agenda. Because, because, of it, because it it's such a silly law too. Yeah, I and, suppose. and it was 2009 when, when the government was in huge debt. Yes. So they said, like, we don't agree with this law, but legally we have to yeah. update it. And, and can we bookmark that for a second? Because I think yeah. that's the reason for that might be explored a little bit further on our next topic. Okay. It might They might tie in together. Um, but for the moment, let's deal with the Stephen Fry thing. So we all agree that it's it's yeah. a ridiculous. But I'm just I'm just I just was pointing out the fact that you're saying a lot of guard and money and resources were wasted, which ironically was what the government was trying to do in the first place by making the law was trying to, to avoid, save money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So we all agree that it is a silly law. We all agree that it's a waste of resources. And realistically, nothing is going to happen to Stephen Fry. At the worst case, he'll probably pay a fine or something. Okay. But let's talk about what he actually said. And you talked about this worm. You know, what do you think of that worm? Like, do, does he have a point that... Oh, yeah. That got, I think everyone... Or is it that point. we just don't understand that worm's purpose or the master plan? You know, because we have... They say we have starvation in the world. Why it is... Uh, you know, is there such starvation? And I'm going to say Africa, but reality is it's actually in a lot more places just in Africa. But we all... Immediately, when we hear starvation, we think... Because you grew up in the 80s. We think Africa. Live aid and all that, yeah. But why does that exist? And, you know, that's people always used to say to me, oh, that's just, you know, to test us to see, you know, how do we deal with these things and test our humanity and do we rise to the challenge and stuff like that. You know, so is that something that is for this? Like, it does this worm, did God put this worm here to test our resolve or does it have... You know, is it just a population control thing? Because God realizes that we're overpopulating the planet, and there needs to be these things to wipe us out, or you know, 
is it there because it's going to actually be beneficial in the future this worm actually has some cure for something you know is there something we just don't understand now and are you raising that seriously what i'm asking you we obviously don't know the answer to these things but i just wonder you know is stephen (laughs) fry wrong in what he's saying that you know he's looking at it in a very narrow view that you know god is cruel because he put this worm here but god you know, let's be honest, one individual is not important to God because God has essentially this plan for humanity. And right. all these things happen and all these and sacrifices we just can't happen. See the big picture? Exactly, yeah. It's just something to consider. Yeah. Well, I think we have, we have to clarify for the sake of the radio that Stephen Fry is a confirmed atheist. Yes. Like he was, I think he was just raising this issue like to, to attack Christians who believe in a, in a God and a purpose, which is what, of course, you're raising. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that there's a middle ground, like in typical Clintonian fashion, like that, you know, there can, I believe that there could be a God, but he doesn't, I don't believe that there has to be purpose and, you know, every little nitty gritty. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not finished. Above pro- and, you yeah, know, but he's probably too busy to be dealing with it. Exactly. Yeah. The idea of praying to God and that he's listening to you, I find, of course, we can't get our head around it. But in answer to your question, do you feel that the worm would have any, is, is part of a plan? purpose or is it not the randomness of evolution the worm created I, purpose uh, and found i have to, to say survive. i have to say regardless of god or not the worm has a purpose most definitely 100%. it would view itself as a purpose. no no it, it does you know we talk about mother nature mother mother nature has definitely put that there for a reason what i 100 believe that it just doesn't like mother nature doesn't care about humans you, Mother Nature doesn't care about individuals. It cares about surviving. Like, you know, if you look at the earth as a living organism, it wants to survive. It wants to keep going. And, you know, the, the, the hole in the ozone layer was repaired, the one back in the 80s or 90s, whenever that happened. That repaired itself. You know, the world wants to survive. It knocked out the dinosaurs. It has ice ages. It does these things, these extinct, extinction events, some say a meteor, some say it's it was random, but there are examples, I think, um, of extinction events happening. So the next stage could come. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the world, I think we talk about CO2 gases and global warming, and I think there's a part of me that kind of realises that no matter what we throw at the planet, it will adapt and it will repair itself and it will do what it needs to do. I think the danger is with global warming that we're doing it at such a rate that the planet can't catch up and i think that's the concern do you understand yeah the difference there i get what you're saying it can it can take a certain amount but i do think it's a living so i do think i I gotta say i think what you're saying is is crazy badger you're you're acting as if mother nature there's almost like an entity or consciousness controlling the planet you're not using the word God, but but it's as if you're... Yeah, but if you look at your own body, if you look at your own body, if you cut yourself, your body will automatically, without thinking, without knowing, it doesn't decide to send all these white mm. blood cells. It doesn't decide to go yeah. repair. It just happens. Yeah. So I think the earth is like an organism, and we're the little germs. I, th- I think you're falling into the, into the trap, though, of like this idea of a watchmaker. You know, like people used to prove the existence of God by saying look there's a watch now, do you think that watch just happened to be perfectly taken away at that time no someone made that watch and then they actually used to use the human eye 
as a way of saying, right, human eye is a perfect thing. Do you think that just happened randomly? And they would say, no, there's God behind it. We now know that it happened randomly. You're saying our cuts heal themselves, but that's only come about through billions of examples of of not of humans, of, of animals who don't have the ability to heal themselves, and they just die out. And there's one random mutation that allows our blood to clot and that cells wipe. But and, that's and we evolution. Survive that bit. That's evolution. Yeah, and I but think the, the idea planet that there's a purpose to it. It's just random. Yeah, but I think the planet is the same. I think it will. It, it, do, it does adapt. It does fix itself. The proof is there with the ozone layer. Is this not something that you just need to cling to? Do you not think that maybe it gives life meaning? Maybe it does. Maybe it is a fate. Maybe it is something. A fate, yeah. Yeah. But I think there are examples that it can be proved, and everything has a purpose in Mother Nature. Like, you know, we without wasps, everyone goes, why do wasps exist? All they, they don't make honey. All they do is fucking... St- I think they actually... Did they? I don't know. They don't need to do make honey, but they do... I think they do something, surprisingly. But... um. You're, are you not feeling it from well, a human's no, perspective? But, yeah, like, they don't have any purpose for us. They don't know, but they, this is the point. They do. People think that wasps just sting people and they have no purpose. Their purpose is to kill. They're a predator. They kill all these fucking insects. So, like, I don't know particularly what their main one is, but, for example, green flies. We're not overrun with green flies because the wasps think kill them. And we just don't know that because we don't see green flies. It's like that ad oh you're using head and shoulders but you don't have dandruff and they go exactly you know we don't have green <laughs> flies because there's fucking wasps and we just don't realise it do you know what I mean yeah. so they do have I a purpose you. I've seen a new side to you tonight Goldie and in all the years I've known you I never knew that there was that side to you well, there I'm, you go I'm surprised earth shattering and, and impressed it is earth shattering it is literally earth shattering I mean that's a worldview that I never knew you you had I, 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 I just I, I reassess I'm, the way I look at it it's crazy I'm into nature and I see thing. stuff in nature all the time there's this wasp did I tell you about the wasp actually another wasp type of wasp that the best place for its eggs to germinate or to basically hatch is on the back of a cow because of the heat and the sweat and whatever various different other reasons it is the best place for the for chance of survival for these eggs but the wasp is too heavy to land on the back of the cow the cow senses it and will swat it away with its tail so the wasp over through years of evolution and through nature and through mutual fucking collaboration or whatever you want to call it realises that he's too heavy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fly around. I'm going to catch a housefly. I'm going to put my egg onto the housefly and let him go because I know eventually that housefly is going to land on a cow. And the cow won't detect it and my little fucking egg or larvae will jump off into the cow. And then it will be born. You know, how, how, that's just evolution. Like, not one wasp wouldn't go, I have a fucking great way of getting the fucking eggs onto the cows, <laughs> you know what I mean? And spread the word like that. That just happened through evolution. Mother Nature made a cow and a fly and a wasp come together to be able to do this. Okay. I'm totally on, on the other side now, and I don't think we should get into an argument about it today. I'm fascinated we're, like, by we've, this. We've nine minutes left yeah. officially. I don't, I don't agree with anything of what you're saying, but I think you've put forward a really good case, and, and it's shown you... Do some research, totally and we'll like, talk... Actually, speaking of research, do some research, come back to us on another show. I think it's How topic is your penis? On the last show... You know what, I wanted to discuss that after the show, but then you raised well, it on the fair, show. No, but the yeah. listeners are probably at home. You didn't wondered. discuss it on the show. You did. You brought it up and it was, right. like literally you showed me your penis live on the show. And okay, not good is the answer. <laughs> not good. So it's still there? No. The physical 
Did, so you, did you see that there was two yeah, lumps? The, you said it the looked white like spots, lumps, yeah, like, yeah, under the surface. That those spots are gone, but if you feel along the shaft of my penis, it, it feels like a scar now. It feels like a hard which surface, like ribbed for her pleasure type stuff. Yeah, it's it's if it's not a good thing. There's obviously some good has come of it. Woman would think I'm wearing a condom. Now, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cut myself deliberately. Now that it's healed, it feels like it's a rib condom. Yeah. And um, no, for it, that, that must it feels be great like for a scar. That's maybe why it's happening more often. It's evolution. It's, it's mother nature just out there to there help me spread my seed. But it's overall, it's a bad thing, is what you're saying. Yes. Um. So the pain, no, I don't is, want the pain to is totally gone. Okay. Right? But you don't need to discuss it fully. Okay. Live on air, but the people wanted an update. Okay. Um, so the update is not good. It has uh, the. The size of it has gone down, but the problem did I did I say how I was pissing? I can't remember, but okay. tell us how I, you're, you're off your bin, weren't you? Basically, I can't like, so I have to sit down like a woman now to go to the toilet because when I stand up on the ball, you know the way if you've had well, sex, you shouldn't be standing up on the ball. Stand up in front of the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably your issue That's there. The problem, yeah. This is going on the wall. You know the way when you piss after sex? Yes. It just goes everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's the way my piss was going when I had the lump. Okay. And it's if anything's gotten worse. You went, but you obviously went to the GP. And no, I didn't. No. Oh yeah. So yeah. So you're saying it's not good, but you haven't actually gone to the well, GP. It's not, bad. it's not sore. I'm not infertile. I know, but I thought like we. Did. I was. Yeah, I was I gonna know, go. Jesus Christ! No, I said Jerry. I was gonna go. At the, la- it, at but the last it got show, smaller. it got smaller. I know, but at the last show, we said definitely get that checked. And that's why you're going to provide an update of a okay. GP, but you actually haven't done it. No, I haven't. You need to go, are you afraid of what you might be told? No, I'm not actually. I think, you, it, but like you, you normally you're very quick to go to the doctor. Exactly, I'm not. I'm genuinely not afraid. Very goalie. We close down the topic after I say this. I think I'm left with a scar. I think that's all it is. I don't know what it was. Was it two spots under my skin? Is that possible? Was it extreme chafing, which was the original idea from rough sex? Yeah. Um, or obviously it was a cancer it's not cancer because it's the lumps have gone down whatever's left I think I'll be left is with. that a thing do cancer lumps stay yeah they get bigger and bigger don't they and, and I don't know yeah they spread I, the whole point of cancer is it metastasized yeah, I don't think but, the lumps and goes alright okay I don't know I'm not something worth checking out hence go to a GP because you don't know what you're talking about I'm genuinely not scared what does the wife think Um. I, do you know what? She's loving it, obviously, at the moment. No, I haven't showed it to her since because her reaction was not good the first time, um, and that kind of and for a second I was panicky a bit. Okay. So I haven't shown it to her since and haven't brought it up. And interestingly, she hasn't asked about it since as well. So either she thought I was being paranoid, she thinks I'm extremely paranoid, or she's so scared that she doesn't want to bring it up again, yeah. and she's like already getting the will sorted and everything, and is already planning on moving to Porto or in Lisbon. Okay. Please, on the next show, we want an update and an update from your GP. Actually, I nearly requested you bring a doctor's letter. <laughs> um, you know, we got to get a doctor on the show. We will look it up on the next show. You don't know where you can look up the internet doctor. Yes. We'll look it up. Okay. But nothing to worry about there. Uh, I will be a medium. We do need to go to the medium. Now, actually, I wanted to raise that question. Will we do the medium? We will do it. Okay. The medium. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, is that not how you say Maybe it? For not, the ho- I'm not like working class. <laughs> I don't go to them normally. Maybe for the Halloween <laughs> special. Halloween, I think we should do it. We'll do it before we'll do it yeah. in summer. And we'll record it and not do it till Halloween. We'll do our best. If I'm still it. around. If you're still around. Me. Uh, okay, so next get, topic only. Come well, on. The next topic is convalescing. Is that the word? Is an extension almost of the last topic with Stephen Fry. And that took, Jesus, 40 minutes. Um, 
And I said it would tie in. I said it would tie in. Why didn't the government, during the gay marriage thing, change this problem in the constitution about blasphemy? Why didn't they change it in 2009? And can that be answered by the recent decision to continue on and to actually not only continue on, but to actively do the doll prayer? I did put this was this was put up recently. Okay. So basically, Dahl Aaron, there was a vote to get rid of this mandatory prayer at the start of the Dahl session, a uh, moment of reflection, whatever you want to call it. There was other alternatives posted up about it, but it, it was defeated, and they actually have to say a prayer at the start of every Dahl. Now, some people are saying they're going to sit down, they're not going to do it, but it's an issue. And as I said on, on the book, that we're talk, you know, on, when we've talked about religion previously on the show, that we're moving, generally as a society, moving away from religion and getting rid of, the, rid of the old traditions. But like the whole Trump thing with that change and that shift in culture and thinking and, you know, Brexit, is this something else? Are we actually going back to religion here? Are we seeing this? this is this the first sign of a shift back? That no, we're actually going to keep the religion there. We're going to keep the, the prayer. And is that kind of why we didn't get rid of it in 2009 as well, that we actually want to stand by this religion. Right, yeah. You're saying the majority of, of um, uh, TDs voted against the proposition, were they? Yes, so the prayer stays. Okay, they wanted it to stay. They wanted it to stay. Right. Which you would imagine in this day and age is, is crazy. Yeah, most of them wouldn't believe. Wasn't there a case of a judge a couple of years ago who stopped court at midday in the middle of a case to do the Angelus. And he got severely reprimanded for that because the whole point of the courts is that, you know, you can't, that there's no religious bias and he was technically shown religious bias in favour of Catholicism. I don't, re- I don't recall that. This would be maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And I, I, he definitely got reprimanded anyway for it. Is this something similar are you saying? I don't think it's related to that at all. And in court, we no, do a similar idea. In that, are are you saying, are you saying like that we shouldn't have religion in in anything to do with the government, in anything to do with law? Not particularly. I, I'm not concerned whether we do or we don't. The qu- the question I'm asking is why. Why for why hasn't it changed? Yeah, it's a, no, it's a really good because question. it's something that is changing. All around us, yeah. like in schools but, now, you don't have to do religion yeah, anymore. But yes, they decided to keep this. So, are they? Is there something at play there that we're not aware of? And do you think there is? Are you, are you saying? That I, I'm surprised by the decision. I'm surprised by the decision, and and like you say, it might relate to the, the blasphemy thing. Why they didn't change the law back then? But also, um, nowadays in court, do you have to swear on the Bible, or can you just swear? You can swear on the Bible. You can uh, swear on the Quran. And there is a civil swearing as okay, well. Okay, so you don't. It doesn't the Constitution, have to be I think, perhaps, okay. or yeah, there is an okay, alternative. So you don't swear to tell people. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of a lot of people would swear. The light has gone off there. That's fine. Yeah. That's timed. A lot of people would swear on the Bible, and a lot of police officers and a lot of members of the public and witnesses and stuff would swear on the Bible. And I know certainly for a lot of the police officers, it's because it's just easier. You know, they don't necessarily, like, it, it's, there would be obviously some with staunch beliefs that will actually swear on the Constitution or the, the, the self-declaration. I don't know it because, and the reason is, when you're in the, the, car, the college or the police college, you have to learn 
the oath. But obviously, the, the religious ones. No, the oath to say when you get into court every time you get right. into court. So the easier one to learn is the God one because that's what everyone learns. Okay. So that's just why a lot of people do it. You know? You're saying a lot of them would Because I, I don't even know the other Non-believers or whatever. Yeah, but it's just easier to swear on the okay. Bible and it yeah. causes less fuss in court. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. that's, and that's just the reality of it. But the thing I wanted to ask you about uh, the religion thing is, you know, we talk about diversity in, in Ireland and the multicultural society we have now. So we have a lot of Muslims and we have a lot of, you know, well, I don't know what other religions, Hindus. There's, there's basically, there's a lot of diversity in yeah. Ireland in relation to religion but yet they've decided to keep this prayer which as I said I presume will be a Catholic prayer because we're essentially a Catholic country mm. will that affect voters do you think because of this people you know the Muslims who are resident here and entitled to vote will say well you know you voted to keep in this prayer how does that mm. Meet my needs, or how does that show respect to my Of course, religion? who would the alternative be then for them to vote for? That's why I'm surprised yeah. they didn't get rid of it. Okay, right. And or even have this moment of reflection for just. The well, they are having a moment of reflection as well, tacked onto it. So it's like they have to do longer now. Okay, but yeah, you're making a really good point, and it does beg that question: Why did they keep it in? You know, and why did the people in the first place raise to get rid of it? Like, why did they raise it? Why as did it seem a waste? Like yeah. you talked earlier about a waste of time. Surely they must have a shitload of stuff to discuss in the doll that's far more pressing, far more urgent than that. It's just, it's, is it one of just those, those weird anomalies stuff that has arisen? Well, there's a lot of stuff, minor things that happen, and that's kind of part of running the country, I suppose. There's, there's, yeah. there's big events that happen. And there's also the mean, meaning, what's the menial things yeah. that happen as well. We're talking about be, you're it. saying it's indicative of something bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you, are you saying... That we're getting, we're slightly going, becoming more religious. We're going back to the old. I think we're, we're I don't know if we're, go, we're certainly clinging on to it for dear life. Uh, if you look at the other example with the National Children's Hospital or the Maternity Hospital. Yeah. You know, there's a battle on about giving it to the Sisters of Mercy. Is that what they're called? Yeah. No, but I think they've kind of handed it to the state now, haven't they? I don't know what the, what the result was, but, but I know. Such, that, that showed such an anti-Catholic. Well, no. Backlash, did you not think? Yes. But what I'm saying is the government initially were giving responsibility for the hospital to, I think it's the Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah? And the people were like, no, why should they get it? Particularly after the the scandal that happened with all the babies being found in the the tanks Mm. and stuff like that. Um, So people were up in arms about it. But the government were saying, no, we're still giving it to them. And this is why there was such a conflict. But there again is an example of us clinging on to religion and giving responsibility to people who've been proven, even recently in the news, not to be the right people to do it. Yeah, It's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Even at the weekend I was reading about the, the government, um, or I was reading about the Jesuits selling loads of land and getting like a substantial sum for this land. And they were giving half of it to the government as part of this redress for victims of abuse. And they had interviews with a lot of politicians, and politicians were saying that this isn't good enough, we're not happy with the amount the church has contributed, which is minuscule compared to what the government has been paying out. And it, I was so surprised, it, it, because I, all I could see in this article was that there's politicians complaining, but they had, they had made no effort, and they seemed to be able to make no effort to force these institutions to pay more money the institutions abuse them. They are in incredibly wealthy. They've now just sold land, and it's like the government are getting half of the money, 
rather than stepping in and saying, right, we're taking all the money, like the way they could step in and take your house. And, mm. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they're still intimidated by the Catholic Church yeah. to a huge extent. And it's, it's a sad state of affairs. And it's unfortunately, better than it was 10 years ago, I suppose. It's, it's getting better, yeah. or is it changing? We don't know. But this is, unfortunately, I think religion is going to rear its head again on their show in the future, just like the stelting. Um, hopefully not at the same time. Hopefully not what at the same if time. priests are telling boys just dropping it on? A whole, like new, a whole new level. Um, you want to talk about cursing on kids' TV, and uh, you put up an example <laughs> of somebody who actually didn't curse. Do you think? No, they didn't curse. They say, what was this? Let's go fly a kite or something. or fly. To, to me, it's... Yeah, he's saying cunt, cunt flapping, is it? Something like that. It's, he's clear, like, it's a joke. He must, he's doing I, it No, I don't think it is. I, I think it just sounds... He's how saying can, how kite, can kite but it sounds, sounds like cunt. Or, uh, and he says it over and over. Can we get it there to for, for of people? We can. To, yeah, we'll put it up so everyone can hear. Okay. Here, um, I'll, I'll do that while you're working away there. Okay. So, so I don't know if you've heard about this or not. So this is way back in, I think it's in October, but this scandal kind of happened at the start of the year. And I just thought it was interesting because um, it's one of these shows for kids, uh, Show Me, Show Me. That's one of these typical I actually hate shows. that show. It drives I, me I mad. I hate it too. Show me, show me. Yeah. And it's really bland. Like some kids shows are all right to watch. But this one definitely isn't. And that's why I wanted to kind of bring the show down. But to me, yeah, it's fluttering cunt. There's fluttering, no, yeah. There's no way he says fluttering so he, kite. So he's saying, he's singing about flying a kite and he says fluttering kite. Now, listen to yourself here, folks. Does he say fluttering cunt or does he say fluttering kite? Kite tails, fluttering and dancing in the wind. Imagine, imagine, imagine. You're a fluttering kite. You're a fluttering kite. You're a fluttering kite. You're a fluttering kite. Okay, so, when they say it's slow there, actually. At, at the very end, it does when, sound, before they cut yeah. it off, it does sound like kite. It does, in fairness, yeah. So I, I think he's actually innocent of it. Okay, but hold on, hold on. You definitely can see how it sounds like cunt. Oh, definitely. Okay. It does sound so, like it. So yeah, people, but I don't think it's intentional. So, okay, but why people, would he risk people his whole would listen job? to this before they, it goes on air. So the people who listen to this before it goes on air would surely have been aware of... It's like the way when you see a word... Listen, like, if you had to watch that show every day, <laughs> you've got to be taken into account what he's saying. Do you know what I mean? I, I, think, I think this is a deliberate... This is one of those sly things that they wanted to slip out for own... Look, you and I have done it loads of times. Yeah, it's no, an old private little personal joke, right? <laughs> I know, fired from the BBC, fired from Sky News. Or do you don't want anything to do with us? <laughs> Slippery Worm Web Productions, it's the only people that will take us. This <laughs> I think we should get this show. Um, this guy and, and his mate and whoever in the BBC producing the show were hoping to slip it out as a little No, definitely, definitely not. Definitely There's not. no way... You're, Someone listened to that in the BBC before it went live. I and they said that is. I fine. have to disagree. I'm okay now. I'm rubber stamping that. I have you, to dis- no, I have to disagree. Um, and there are other examples, I believe. Uh, although you might be right, because th- is it this morning or one of these breakfast shows uh, on UTV or BBC or one of them, which are with Peter Schofield, Scof- is that his name? Yeah. Okay. And Holly Willoughby. Right. And there's an awful lot of sexual innuendo and stuff in that morning show. Particularly when they go to the cookery section. Well, would they be live, wouldn't they? 
They're okay. live, yeah. Okay, well, this show isn't live, though. Well, it's it's almost it's got to the stage now where like you'll, you you could go to YouTube and you'll find a hundred bloopers of stuff Holly has said and they're laughing and it's all yeah. great fun. But and it, she's it, acting like it's a mistake, so that yeah, able and, to and pass I've it no off. doubt that it probably was a mistake in the beginning, but now I think it's almost forced and it's all you know they're they're coming up with these ideas like nearly to slip yeah. in exactly. So you know you could be right that it, it was slipped in, but I don't I don't think so. I I, I would be sure. Can you send me the link of it's like rainbow. One, the old zippy. Oh yeah, that, well, that's definitely that's that's, that's innuendo deliberate. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think that was actually a really real show. I think that's something that they did after a show for the crack that was never air, actually aired. Oh okay. Why would you waste your time doing that? And just then to be fun and maybe just for the staff or whatever. And it, obviously the video was leaked. Or I don't think it was actually. Oh okay, that would be interesting. We have to find that out. I think it might have been because you see, the, I think that was what they wanted to do, like. But you could turn around. That was what we're led to that believe. They say but I don't is, think it is. is fine on the surface. It is, yeah. You know, but there's so like it's quite obvious what they're. I know talking it's quite about. obvious. Let's play with my balls and do you like playing with my balls and stuff like that. It was up all night, yeah. Yeah, so I think we were led to believe it was aired, but then when you look into the background of it, it was actually something they did. Okay, it's worth checking. After we will it check is worth we'll checking. We put it up on. I actually thought it. Yeah, I I heard that it was the first ever episode of Rainbow. You know, um, you hear a lot of things out there. Yeah, that's what you do hear a lot of things. Um, you sent me a link that that wasn't the one I was talking about. This is about two years ago of of um one of these American live news reporters, and there was some huge lotto that night, some huge jackpot. Okay. So the woman is going into you know the the shop. It's so it looked actually like a bookies rather than a normal shop. And all these lads filling out their numbers, and she goes saying how much it's worth, and then she goes up to the fella, one random guy in a list of about ten people all filling it out. And she says, um, oh, you know, you realize your chances of winning this are one in such and such. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And she says, what are you doing? And he said, I'm just an optimist. And then she asks him the question, what would you do if you won? And he says, <laughs> uh, by, uh, do loads of coke and get loads of hookers. Right? And this is on live TV. And you can see her reaction. She's totally shocked. She says, that's not the answer I was expecting. And then turn, turns away. And you see your man laughing in the background. Clearly doing it. He's doing it. He's doing for it for his mates. Are you trying to say now that the network actually staged this? No, because that was live. But what I'm saying well, is... It, just because it was live, that doesn't mean they didn't plan somebody there to say that. Okay, but I'm not suggesting that. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm just suggesting that he, he obviously did this as a joke for his mates. You know, he was thinking ahead and he thought, yeah. oh, this will be funny and it'll go viral and so on. I think your man on Show Me Show Me, you said to yourself, it's a shit show. He's stuck doing this for the rest of his life. It can't get worse than this. Like, well, it's hardly for the rest of his life, but yeah. Okay, okay well, the BBC fire him. Like, okay, he's been fired from Show Me Show Me. Who cares? But there's the off chance, there's a slight chance that if it goes viral and he gets this reputation, it's like, oh yeah, he's the guy who actually managed to say cunt on a kid's show. Like, we all know people say cunt on the news by accident or on football commentating. That's yeah. by accident they make an apology. I don't, listen, we let the viewers or the listeners judge for themselves okay. because they've heard it. Let us know what you think. Okay. We're, we're, we're seriously... So you're right. saying... Definitely says kite. It's not even that he says 100% cunt I accidentally. Think I think okay, it's kite. Think he says kite. And I'm like saying cunt. he says cunt deliberately you guys ju- judge it at home and who is right is it me Goldie or is it Charlie Norton here sitting beside me very quickly we're at war folks we're, we're, we're at war uh, the ransom <laughs> <Explain> the <that>. ransom <laughs> <laughs> it's like Orson Welles war of the worlds <laughs> two we, listeners now somewhere in the world are fleeing no but the, fleeing the, desert. the biggest attack you know uh, a cyber attack ever has just occurred um, in, in the days gone by in relation to which oddly I'd heard nothing about you heard nothing about because you're not a, a technical cyber guy um, 
<laughs> but yeah, over two hundred thousand uh, institutions, people, targets have been attacked throughout the world. Yeah, in the last couple of days, it has major major implications for companies directly and almost obviously indirectly, and it must be a great for the antivirus companies they're, they're rubbing their hands mm. but this is obviously the future you know we we had obviously the two world wars then we had cold wars now it's the cyber wars and I think it's something that's going to so are certainly you, what are you implying that's a com- uh, it's a country that's behind this Oh, I don't know state. if it's this particular one. There, are, there are individuals and groups of hackers. Hmm. And of course, who, the suggestion I, I, I that China rigged the American elections. Russians. Um, same and, difference. Man. Same uh, difference. You know, I, I often wonder what do people get out of this, doing yeah. these things. Like, you know, it's just. It, on, I think yeah. it's just a, a pride thing, or something among their peers that they're proud of, or who can do the biggest hack. Or obviously, some of it is financial. Um, but it's interesting, and I think it is the way forward, and it's it, it is quite scary because there's examples of people's you know everything we have now is nearly connected to the so internet. So what what damage did this do? Can you tell me? It's well, it's it's basically held onto files and locked files unless you can pay you pay your ransom to unlock them. So the companies would have certain things they need to access. Maybe it's you know people's information can be become exposed. It, it depend. It, it has wide wide wide. Wide and vast implications, depending on each target and what it is. But it's all eventually going to come down to, to, to money. So companies have been asked to pay money to allow be allowed access to yeah. these files that are frozen. Yeah. And, and the gas thing is that it happened huge. over kind of the weekend or on Friday, late Friday. So a lot of companies weren't sure what they were coming into this morning, yeah. right. you know, what the damage was and if they've been attacked. So it is interesting. It is, I think, the future. And it's, as I said, it's scary because everything is connecting. You know, like there's fridge freezers now. Are connected to the internet, you know. Really? Yeah, there's fridges out there that are connected to the internet, and they do certain fucking things, and you know, everything is being connected now. So it is, we are massively at risk. Like you ironically mentioned Terminator when I arrived up this evening. There you go. Is this the this the step? This could be the 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 start of Skynet. But this this could be then. Obviously, I don't think it will be. But I suppose thinking out loud for the sake of the show. Could this be, will we reach a moment in our life where we say, my God, we've become so reliant on the internet and we're so exposed. We've put everything up there and if a virus can come along and just completely, you know, make my life misery, not end my life, obviously, we can't do that, but it can make my life Should misery. Should we get rid of it? You can't put that, you can't close Pandora's box, but maybe will I become less reliant on the internet and not put so much... Well, I'm glad you there. asked me that question because it brings me to my next point, but before I, I, I answer that... The, the, the threat there very simply is take for example the stock market that's all digital now you know they could wipe billions off that and destroy economies throughout the world but to answer your question it's a good question and you can't quote me on this folks because I'm not sure I, I meant to go in and read the article properly but I just saw a headline and it could be farcical I don't know but Donald Trump according to this article that I didn't read has said that he wants to go back to steam. So steam-powered trains and military things because of this cyber threat. So we can have independence. So, yeah. So, for example, you know, you, you might have steam-powered fucking warships and stuff like that right. because they can't be hacked. They can't be yeah. There's infiltrated. A certain, there's a certain logic to it. But, yeah, you have a president here who spends half his time tweeting and is famous for it. Yeah. He seems as hooked up 
as everyone else. There you go. But, but there is a certain and, and people logic to it. We talk about these developing world countries as being backward, Stone Age. They're the ones that would survive. They're like the ones locusts. that are going to be ahead yeah. when the shit hits the fan, essentially. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and have you seen, just while we talk about Trump, and again, it's something that comes up on the show a lot, um, you know, he's there's is there a lot of psychologists have actually said that he is has mental. I don't know what the terminology was. Megalomania. He basically has mental issues. He's not fit to be president. But, and this is like respected psychologists. A group of them have said this. But the problem is that legally they cannot diagnose somebody without actually meeting speaking them. with them and meeting with them. But the, he is displaying all the signs of the stuff. It, it is scary. Well, I think um, and let's hope is, Dwayne I mean, The Rock Johnson gets elected <laughs> president next. He said he's going for it. Um, let's hope that Trump does nothing stupid. But I do think there's a lot of anti-Trump hysteria happening at the moment. And how much of it is whipped up by Democrats. I don't know. He cannot, he cannot be as bad as everyone is making it to be. Now, I know we said that before about George Bush, but Trump is... You said it yourself. When we were talking this time last year, when it seemed impossible that he would get to be president, we were both admiring... You said he'd been bankrupt three times, and I think you were criticising for it. Another way of looking at it is that he came back from that three times. You know, the guy has got a lot of things going for him. He's not fit to be president, but maybe he won't be as bad as we think. I'll accept that. Um, folks, we're seriously over time again. I think we actually need to extend, just officially extend the time of the show. Um, I think, yeah. You know, we, an hour is not enough for us anymore. Um, the last thing you wanted to talk about, and I think we're going to actually leave it for now. Okay, do it next day. Will we I do a year? We're going to, we're going to go straight to what's another year. If what's another year? What is another year, folks? Our year tonight is yeah. 1962. 1962. And I suggested to Goalie that there was a good reason for us um, picking this year. So I'm going to give him a couple of hints and see can he get it on air. Um, I love the way you say, ruffled the paper as usual. Oh, come on, you can't, you'd hate it if it was gone. Do you know what I mean? You'd hate it if it was digital. No matter what malware does or whatever the fuck, I still You'll always have, have your this. piece yeah. of paper. Um, if I said a person who means a lot to us. To us? Yeah, this is not planned, folks. person who means a lot to us. Now, when you say us, you mean you and me? You and me, in, in the our show or No, in, not, no, not so much in the show. No, not, <laughs> it's not... Um, Tom uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Is that the answer? You see, I, isn't it perfect? Tom Cruise was born in 1962. Okay. Okay, well done. You got it. See? So there is a reason for it. Now, I, irony, folks, that I didn't know that he was born in 1962. I randomly picked the year. Okay. So 1962. So it was Destiny. Destiny, exactly. So that's all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, oh, that's, that's probably all, like, all we should do. Huh? That's probably no. Not, there's a lot not, of stuff in, in, in general. No, in years we should probably just come up with one fact. But go on, we'll give you a minute or two to talk about it. Uh, the Cuban well, Missile Crisis. Very good. That was the obvious one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And now you've often talked about this as the defining moment in human history. Do you still think it is? Uh, I, I don't think I ever said defining. Well, I suppose it is a defining moment because we came. We were on the brink. That was it. Yeah. We were on the like brink. You said something like the end of the world. This is close. It would have been the end of the world. It would. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And you know, it just showed the resolve and the back channeling and. The ingenuity of uh, Kennedy and Khrushchev, isn't it? Uh, so yeah. Do you think it would have changed an ordinary Joe's view of his life? And well, this, 
back then most definitely yeah, sure, yeah. There was, someone living in yeah it, like yeah. there were people who were terrified absolutely mm. terrified but, uh, but you, after what I mean is after it was resolved and war never came do you think people looked at life differently or acted differently I think maybe eventually yeah because they, it was never really over for them for a while was it it might have been officially over the crisis but there was always still the threat and there was always the fear of the Russians or, um, yeah. yeah so while they would have been elated to know that that particular crisis was over I think the fear lasted for many this years to come yeah. yeah if we were making a show back then we would have been predicting this is the end. Again. This is the end. We would have been in a bunker exactly. making this show yeah. for for eternity listening, with listening no listeners. Course. Imagine having no listeners. That's true. But yeah, what else? So that that's the big one. Um, so a couple of interesting. Obviously, Vietnam started to increase, and I, uh, Kennedy surprisingly, I, I would have thought he would have tried to get us out, uh, us <laughs> tried to get capitalism, ca- America out of Vietnam, but he ended up increasing troops. Sadly, like Obama, who promised so much get troops out of Afghanistan one of the first things he had to do was increase it so Vietnam increased but if I said the name James Meredith to you not famous now would you agree yeah Meredith rings a bell for some reason um, but I don't know why Okay, it's a topic we discussed a lot last year racism okay. so 1962 was when desegregation began in schools Right. You know, so supposedly black kids and white kids were supposed to go to school together, same in university. But they were waiting for that first person. I mean, imagine, okay, so desegregation has happened. Who's going to be the first black person? The first black person yeah. to go into the school, yeah. So this is James Meredith. He was the first to do it. He needed soldiers to accompany him. So it was university, obviously. So he was going to the university in Mississippi. He was shot. Not the very first day, but he was subsequently shot. But survived and is still alive today. And wow. he's a huge civil rights campaigner. So 1962 was a big year for civil rights good. moving forward. Good. You say good. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man. Stan Lee. Invented Spider-Man, yeah. He did, yeah. 1962, yeah. Does that surprise you? No, I would have been aware that he existed for, for really? such a long time, yeah. I, I, I was shocked by that. Well, you thought like... Uh, yeah, he was like recent, you know, like, okay, he was obviously around when I was a kid, but I, you know the way as a kid, you just presume, oh yeah, the Spider-Man, he's new. I can't believe that he was around that long. Yeah, no, he would have been, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think it was, it was I don't know if it was the first comic, maybe it was the first hit he had or something, I'm not sure. I, th- I think, yeah, I think 1960 was when he first appeared. In, no, in yeah, no, but I mean fantasy. Stan Lee, Stan Lee. Oh, did he? Like, he did invent a lot though, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah, like, loads of Marvel, like, yeah, but... Um, I don't know if that Marvel is he. No, no. Superman is DC. Okay. Would you say Superman's older than sixty two? <sighs> yes. Would you? Yeah. Do you want to give us a rough year? Do you want to give us a decade? I'm gonna go with nineteen forty eight. Okay. Let's look it up there. Okay. Just out of interest. I I'm you know Captain America the way that's set in World War Two and stuff. Do you think yeah. that means he was created in World War Two or? Superman, nineteen forty-eight. That would be. He was definitely. It 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 could be later, but I know he was. Maybe it is cult. Maybe it's it is sixties actually fifties sixties because I think he he was created as a symbol, of, the how great America was, um, against the Russians basically. Oh, okay. So I could be actually forty eight. Right. Then could be right. Though. I, uh, maybe. Are you changing it before you want to go? Or no, I'll stick with it because okay. I, I I will stick. But I think I could be wrong with it. But my gut reaction was forty eight. Time will tell. 
1933. Wow. Jesus. And it was sold to the Superman Detective Comics in 38. So, yeah, well, well I was off, but yeah, it's even earlier. Well, so maybe to show America's great against Nazis. That's interesting. 30s. Interesting. It, it, so he, he was definitely created, I thought, for. Uh, well, definitely American. You're definitely right. Like the colours of him and everything. Yeah, he's an American symbol of power. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't created initially for that, but he was he marketed towards that. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, we, we had the first Walmart. Don't give a shit. Fuck, yeah. yeah. That is the beginning of all of the massive superstores now. Do you yeah. shopping them? <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. That's the boring news. You want to get on to the fun stuff? Talk to us about the fun stuff. Okay. Well, do you want to have a guess about songs or films? Because this is your area of expertise. Now, I know we're going back a long oh, time. Jesus, 1962. 1962. You're talking, like, she's even Chuck, not, uh, even Chuck Norris. <laughs> Ray Lewis and all would have been past the time. Actually, can we, talk, stage, can we talk about Chuck Berry for a second? You can. Chuck Berry died this year. Nobody knew about it. No, no, he, he got a great send-off. Loads of lovely obituaries. But the shocking thing, okay, when Michael Jackson died, every obituary, I, I presume, I haven't read every obituary Michael Jackson, but you can imagine every obituary mentioned the child abuse allegations that dogged him his whole life. Would you agree? You get another celebrity, think of Jim Fixit, what was his name? Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. Obviously, so Chuck Berry didn't get anything. He got nice send-offs, even Obama. Okay? Yeah. Even Obama. Yeah, Chuck Berry had a very scandalous... Um, he was a pervert. And unlike Michael Jackson, he was a proved pervert. He did time for it. And yet, Obama celebrated him when he died. He was celebrated all around the world. Like when I heard Chuck Berry died, I was saying, oh, my dad's going to be very upset. So what has this got to do with 1962? We were talking about... We were ta- you mentioned Chuck Berry. You mentioned Chuck Berry. I didn't <laughs> mention did. Chuck Berry. You mentioned Chuck Berry and we listened oh, to him. Oh, yeah, second. I said yeah. Chuck. mentioned Chuck Berry. So anyway, he died this year, <laughs> when, right? When, I'm not going to edit that out and then I'm oh. going to wonder why the fuck <laughs> I don't <mention> Berry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he did two crazy things, right? In, in the 50s when he was famous, he was... Guilty of technically kidnapping a girl. Something like she was very, very young. Stealthing her. <laughs> Look at the face on him there. If that isn't a man who's stealthing, I'm strapped on. Here we go. Um, so, basically, in the early 60s, he transported a 14-year-old girl across state lines for sex. Okay? Did a year for it. The man it? act. I don't think it's there, but I think okay. maybe that, that came in afterwards. Crossing state. Crossing state lines okay. for purposes of so, sex. Would you agree shocking enough? You never knew that about Chuck Berry. No. And yet, no. we all know Chuck Berry. Yeah. He then uh, obviously retired. He actually didn't retire. He, was st- he still had a lot of songs. But anyway, he, he you know the way the people invest in stuff? He invested in restaurants. And he... he <laughs> it's actually class. But anyway, this is going back to the 80s. You know, when we're talking about basic home video cameras. He installed video cameras in ladies' toilets. And got caught doing it at least twice. Two of his staff found videos and so on. And none of this was brought up when when he died. He was celebrated I think as a night. Time forgets the bad. Like, you know, think about. Oh, sorry. The video cameras were we're not talking a long time ago. Yeah. Nineties. Nineties. Yeah. Still, it's it's yeah. I don't know. Nineteen ninety three. I mean, it's not well, that long. Michael ago, Jackson would have been around the same time, wouldn't yeah. it? The initial report. So why does he get away with it scot free and? And other people not, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Jimmy Savile is not as bad as people made out, or Michael Jackson. Maybe Chuck innocent. Berry didn't appeal as much 
to the, this generation and, and the last generation as Michael Jackson would have yeah maybe okay maybe that's it you know but and, and when you look back today and I don't know whether it was more uh, prominent but like look at Jerry Lee Lewis who I mentioned as well like he his wife I think was very young extremely young yeah, yeah. like would be illegal I think and was also his cousin as well so probably something like um, that yeah so there's a lot of examples of it back then but are you going to say now it was a different era I don't know maybe you know as I said previously on the show maybe it's maybe it just didn't go as reported as it does now back then because people cover things up people didn't like to rock the boat we didn't have the social media grasp there's a lot of a lot of reasons I don't know if it's changed much from now till then the instances of it but we see a lot more of it now because it's reported more Maybe, yeah. you know. Okay, um, interesting. But yeah. Going back to the original question on songs. I don't recall, there's no songs that come to mind that I would 100% okay. know from 90. I, yeah, I generally, yeah. you're saying that I'm an expert because I'm very good at, well, I don't remember names, I'm very good at associating uh, times in my life with songs and movies. Yeah, and you weren't around and I can, Yeah, and I wasn't there in 1962, so okay. yeah. I wouldn't Do you want to have, hazard a few guesses? No, not at all, because not I don't think we have the time. Okay, so well, you know the Beatles... Yeah, I've had a thought about the Beatles. Obviously, would have been okay, big so in the sixties. They released yeah. their first songs in '62. What was their first song? Um, their first single was "Love Me Do." Anyway, okay, you know, "Love Me Do." The second one. Was Don't sing any more of it because we'll have to, to have to pay copyrights. <laughs> 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 sure, all those fuckers are dead now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine, isn't it? But what else? Um, okay, so I, I I went through a lot of songs. I did find a couple of songs that had relevance to us. Um, one that jumped out at me is "Baby, It's You." You probably know that song. It has relevance to us, so I should, yeah, but I don't. What it's is just it? that we're both Tarantino fans, and you know what? He kind of takes yeah. old songs and makes what them new. What does the song go like? Can I say seven seconds of it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> baby, it's you. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't recall it, but go okay. on. What's the next one? Um, Walk on the Wild Side. Great song. Take a walk on the wild side. That is a great. That could have been released last year. It's a great. It is a good song. And it's Vietnamese as well, isn't it? It's you kind of associate with a lot of the song kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But so many of the other songs, like Beatles, are dated. Um, Everybody, let's do the twist. I think that could be Chuck Berry. Like we did last summer. Yeah. Yeah. That's dated. You know that. Is that definitely from that year? That's 1962. Yeah. Chuck Berry was huge in in that year. Kept coming up. Talks us about movies. Okay. Do you want to hazard a guess? No. No. <laughs> one movie jumped out at me and I bet you don't know it but it has huge significance for us as well like a lot of stuff popped up that we actually loved that that 1962 was oh, but you, I have seen the movie no but you have but it has relevance to us I, I love your chain way, in a thought. huge way okay the film is a French film it's 30 minutes long the called crate. La Jetée the means play, nothing to you what is um, it What's yeah the game, the game the game the yeah. play yeah, yeah the game yeah yeah, means something to you. The movie, the game, the, the Good Michael try, Douglas no, one. But that doesn't wrong. mean much to us. This this movie means loads to us, hugely. It doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know it. But go yeah. on, like, indulge me. Basically, it was remade. Or, I'll indulge you, I guess. Yeah, yeah I suppose. I I thought you get this shit. Uh, basically, was was remade as Twelve Monkeys. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. so half hour. It's totally silent. The film I watched it. It's brilliant. You probably just needed to hire up the TV. That could be it. Well, yeah, the video cassette as well was a bit mangled. I actually found a VCR player the other day in, in, in the attic. Mm. Which yeah. brings me to inventions. The VCR? Um, no, the audio cassette. Well. Yeah. 1960. The audio cassette, like the yeah, tape deck? tape deck. I thought that would have been 80s. Yeah, I would have thought so too. So that was back then. 1962. 
It wasn't records. Well, like, well, they were still there, yeah. yeah but like records. I honestly going. thought tapes were making a big comeback. Now, I honestly actually. thought tapes didn't come in till the. 80s. I didn't either. Is that though just because the Walkman. we were alive in the eighties? Maybe, but the, the Sony Walkman. Yeah, definitely was, was 80s. the eighties. Yeah, we did it actually, didn't we? One year we picked. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's it. Yeah. So back then, what were you putting it in? Maybe they had tapes, but nothing to play. <laughs> nothing with. to play it on. Um, that's that is very yeah, interesting, maybe, actually. Yeah, definitely. Go. The other uh, big invention was the first uh, computer game. It was nineteen sixty two. The Pong thing. It's not even as advanced as that. You you have to look at it uh, on on YouTube. We put a link up, will we, uh, to the website? Well, you will because I, I won't because I don't. I'm not going on the website now because this malware virus. Uh, no, but you can in due course. Um, the the game is Herbert called Lee. Space War. Okay, it's the first ever video game, and I can't. I watched it today. The game. I cannot figure out what the purpose of the game is. It's basically, there's a black hole, supposedly, like, you know, like a black hole to suck you in. And there's two kind of spaceships. They're not shooting at each other or anything. But somehow you've got to get the other spaceship into a black hole, into sucked into the black hole and you win the game. How you do it, I don't know. Because I watched, I watched the game on YouTube today, the big long clip, and it's the most boring clip. At least that game that we had as kids, like that ball one. Pong, yeah. Pong, at least there was an aim to that. At least you could see. You could, it was competitive too. It was many a great night. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about uh, silicone breast silicone breast implants? Nineteen sixty-two. Back then, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought that's later. As yeah. well. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So there's a lot of stuff that was invented. Yeah. You know that. Harper Lee. Uh, did you know that I always thought Harper Lee was a bloke? So did I. Yeah, and uh, it's obviously not. It was interesting. It was a man. It, she was born a man, and they had a sex change. Oh really? Yeah. So that's why I didn't even know that. Name. Yeah, but like the like the lads that did the Matrix, the what? Yes, the Walt. Lebowski brothers. Yeah, and or not the Lebowski. Now you call them Walczewski or whatever. Yeah. But do you call them the Walczewski sisters now? You know? I don't call them anything. I barely even. They knew never answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew their name there at all. all right. I think we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything yeah. anything else big? Just to say, I'm delighted to oh, for nineteen sixty-two. Um. There's a couple of films, but nothing. Nothing that we need to no, 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 There's a lot of people that don't like this. No thing, films, nothing, nothing amazing. Right, yeah, what about um, yeah? So and I, I think it's been a review like doing news that is dated as soon as you say it. As soon as you say it, <laughs> but it's virus. not. It's not. When the, I'm listening to this, it's doing not my the news. Chores next it's year, not the I'm news. It's not the news. It's our commentary on the news. Is what your commentary is. Um, I think we've had a good show. I always do. Yeah, that's just me. I agree. Great show. Compared to please next movie. week, we want. I want a proper update <laughs> on your penis from a GP. It's very we won't very be important. Here next week. No, maybe not be here next week. Two weeks. But whenever we're here, whenever we're back again, I want folks, an update. Folks, you will find out everything. Gentlemen, all the gory ladies, we'll boys and girls. Up on the Facebook. I've been Goldie Metcalf. I'm still Charlie Norton. And this has been Midnight in Baghdad. Good night, folks.